0: What's up, everybody? It is Sanchez405. Welcome back to On The Warpath. Whether you're on YouTube, whether you're on Twitter, or whether you're listening to this after the fact on Anchor via the podcast, it's On The Warpath. Happy to be here with y'all. You may have noticed there's some difference with the intro. There's a little bit of gold there. Uh, we like gold here, like Austin Powers and Gold Member, But no, it's for a serious cause here, and we are uh, with our friends, the hog farmers and we are bringing awareness to Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month here in September. And this, is, you're going to see the gold logo on the streams all the time here. And we will talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But we got a special guests here. Who needs Marlon Brando? When you can get your own godfather, you can get the podcaster, uh, podfather up in here. And that is Mr. Kyle. We're going to bring him on from the Burgundy Zone. My man Kyle, introduce him. What's up, Kyle? How you hey, doing, everybody. brother? <laughs> hey, thank you so much for having me on, Corey. It's been a minute, but the last
1: time I was on with you, we were uh with Rio, right? And yeah, that was a riot.
0: Yeah, we we we'll have one half that energy today, but uh the man we I already told Rio today he's the man who got Jimmy Morland. I seriously think he called some. I, I think Rio got that phone, he's got that black phone, it's just like hey yo, cut him. He he hadn't been on the pod, he'd been dodging five So uh, <laughs> Hey, but, he's got the red phone he, he said jason give that phone over to ron real quick so. <laughs> <laughs> but brother it, it's a pleasure to have you the uh host one of the hosts of the award-winning burgundy zone podcast and you all have got some great news as well i saw on twitter here uh, just tell the folks about uh what you all are doing over there and the big news uh we partnered up with um listen Frederick and listen
1: Hagerstown which is farther north and Washington fans know right about now it's dominated by the Baltimore and Pennsylvania type of teams Mm -hmm. and essentially those fans have been left out to dry and what this is is a way to try to partner with listen Frederick and listen Hagerstown in order to reach those fans because they do have a radio station on top of a podcast network that we're joining And my thought process here is, you know, our young, we generally, Corey, what, we have a general young demographic, do we Mm -hmm. not? Yes. The older demographic typically does not listen to podcasts, does not have apps on their phone or go to that sort of length to listen to their entertainment. They're just popping on the radio to listen to it. And that's what we're trying to do. We're just simply trying to expand uh, our horizons and trying to bring some fanship back to the Northern part of uh, Maryland here, because there's a lot of people out there and there's, they are kind of in no man's land. And I would
0: like to be able to give
1: those fans a little bit of uh support as Washington fans.
0: And that's awesome. You guys do it. You, you guys are the gold standard. I, I remember watching you all last year. Um, and it kind of put, I said, I want to be like these guys. I really do like with the, and I, I say that to you, but I mean that in all reverence and respect because, yeah, you can sit on here and ramble, but it takes a, a good person, a good quality, a group of people that can actually have a conversation with folks. And you and Hall and Reed do a great job of that each and every time uh, you guys do it. So it, it's a pleasure to have you on here. And congratulations with Listen Frederick, Listen uh, Hagerstown. Y'all better listen and download and, and listen to it, wherever you listen to it, the Burgundy Zone. And we, we all have a fellow good friend, uh, two time. Visitor, a, a bald guy, folically challenged, as he likes to call himself, Travis Thomas. Uh, that That's a two-time guest there, So it's a race to three for, for the two of us to have him on here. Exactly. Uh, but we'll dive into it. Bef- right before we dive into it, let's give a shout-out to a couple of people. Washington Diehard fan, what's up, my brother? Patrick what's up, bro? Wes, what's up? What's up, you? Pat? <laughs> he's lord pat is a loyal uh guy here franklin what's up slap a table cut nah, now we gonna slap kyle because kyle gonna slap me with that big notebook he got <laughs> at the ball game. uh my william, wife
1: gave me that for my birthday
0: hey that's a that's a slick but i said look at this brother right here he just looking at least <laughs> coach kyle up in there scout kyle <laughs> <laughs> what's up william abel steve sims got picked up by pittsburgh Ooh. good forum uh I think Strip Club Simba might like him up there. Yeah, and uh, hey, everybody, what's up, Anna? And then uh, tell Kyle FedEx Field, whatever. We need a new state. We all know that. Yeah. And Cass, like, tell us something we didn't know there. But uh, <laughs> I uh, agree. I well, agree. We need a that's, new what yeah, that's, that's what we're working on. Yes, that's what we're working on. That's what they've been saying. We're working on here. So y'all chill and, and we'll get here. And so I in think- other words, in other words, Corey, the sky is blue. Exactly. And the bear craps in the woods as well. And, uh, you know, Kyle, I I think you always have a theme on your podcast when you guys do it. The podcast today from Reverend Professor Corey is going to be making the cut. Now we'll turn to your Bibles. First, Kyle Ronicles, uh, the first chapter, and we will look at, uh, this 53 man roster. What jumped out to you? What was, uh, something you're like, Hey, this was a pleasant surprise, something that made you go, mm, and then something was just like, "Uh, that that ain't. I, I'm not about that life."
1: Uh, the pleasant surprise was them retaining four tight ends. Um, mm-hmm. that was something that I thought that they were going to do, just based on the fact of how many times they like to do heavy sets and go into jumbo packages with those tight ends. Because if you're talking about Samus Reyes being that third tight end. You know, he does have a lack of experience. He did do really, really well, but putting him in game situations with the first team starters is much different than preseason action. And mm-hmm. so that's where I was kind of skeptical with it. Cause I was like, I'm not sure if they could bank with just three. So I was always thinking that they were going to keep Ricky Stills Jones. So that was good to hear because we need that depth of tight end, especially with being able to run the ball this season, Corey, because if Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be able to do what he does best without turning over the football, he's going to be need to be able to utilize the play action. So the running game is going to have to be stifling. It's going to be half smash mouth punching you in the face and guys like John Bates, Samus Reyes, who Ron Rivera talked about being the best run blocking tight end they have on the team, that's going to really help your team. Uh, so, Ricky Seals Jones being there at number four, I thought was a, a pleasant surprise. I really like that. The other, obviously, is Jimmy Moreland. The, oh yeah. We should have seen the writing on the wall when he was playing in that last pre- preseason game against the Ravens um, because we all kind of could see what that meant essentially it was that they were giving him an ability to put film out there for people to see him, uh, to gauge his film and say, yeah, we want to bring him on. The most surprising part was that he wasn't picked up for the practice squad. And right. that makes me that makes me think that because now essentially he's a free agent, there's like a bargaining system going on now for Jimmy Moreland and the services in him. Cause I'll tell you what, Corey, I will be so blown if he goes to Dallas because you know he's gonna start. And that, that guarantees that he's gonna have a play, at least one or two plays against us, you know?
0: Yeah. I um you know with with the Jimmy Morland thing and I, I kind of broke it down in my video. I thought you look at him and Tory McTire, right? Yep. Uh guys of similar age, McTire has more experience in that respect uh because he's been in the league since 2017. And yep. then you look at uh Kendall Fuller, which I think this was a uh a guarantee that St. Juice is gonna start on the outside. That oh, that yeah. was that was 110% there. Re- remember,
1: I said that at yeah. Friday night football. I you we did. were sitting there and I was like, that we're looking at the first team defense right now. The only thing missing is uh is uh, William Jackson the third. Yeah, that was it. That was the only thing
0: that was missing. You did, yeah. I remember you saying that. We probably got that on the camera too. So we're gonna have to re- <laughs> we'll have to replay that once we get a little bit more advanced up here. But um, uh, but
1: I will know. say that the Detroit yeah. Abke thing was big, and I do uh, you I know everyone flipped out last season, right, Corey, when AP mm-hmm. got released, when AP was cut, everyone was like, how do you disrespect the Hall of Fame running back? This is ridiculous. We don't have any running backs here. We can't trust Antonio Gibson. But well, what ended up happening? Antonio right. Gibson is now a second round pick in fantasy. You know what I mean? Like, let's give them, let's trust them just a little bit. Give them that benefit of the doubt to say, maybe they do know what they're talking about mm-hmm. with this Troy Apke thing. I know everyone is going after Troy We've made jokes about him being the only white corner in the league. You know, it's funny. Jason Seahorn 2.0. I get it. It's hilarious. Uh, As a white guy myself, it's funny. But at the same time, like, I understand why fans go after him because he hasn't shown all that much. And kind of he seems like the punching bag of the fan base There's always one guy. That's like the punching bag of the fan base. And that seems to be Troy. But look, I was impressed with him, man. He played Auden Tate really well against that Cincinnati Bengals game. I know he got the penalty on him but I liked his chippiness. He was playing mm-hmm. the position like he was supposed to look. Maybe they found a, a gem here with Troy Apke playing at outside corner. And obviously the biggest part about it is his special teams ability. Uh, Ron Rivera put out today. He said it he was fifth in rating for a uh, special teams gunner last season. And we saw in the preseason game against the Ravens and Bengals that he was the first up the field tackling that pump returner. So teams have the game plan for him and he has value. It sucks that, Jimmy got axed. Dude, I wonder, Corey, is there something there? Is there something more so. there?
0: I think it's something more there. Um, I don't know if you you kind of uh, talk about like something being there. Uh, you know, Keith Ishmael, there were some rumors about yeah. him uh, that we saw on Twitter as well. And that's why he was cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he, I, got, I just, he got brought back onto the practice. Yeah, squad he as well. did. Yeah. So you've got him position flex. Right. And I I, I don't know what it is about Jimmy. Um, I think he had some problems at JMU. I may be making that up in my head, but um, I felt like I heard that there may have been a situation there with him. Um, mm-hmm. I understand it. I can understand the rationale. When you really sit back and look at it, I think you can understand the rationale here. And we and, and I'll even preface this. We say we trust Ron and we trust in the process, right? This is the ultimate test of that trust. Mm-hmm. There is it like there is no like we gotta sit here and be like hey the sky's not falling down. I wanted Peyton Barber on the roster. He got cut. I'm not sitting here booing and crying. William Bradley the King, he got cut. It wasn't a chance that those guys w- weren't going to be back on this roster either on the practice squad or whatever. But at the end of the day, I'm saying I'm selling all my chips. It's why I got rid of my hate for Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I'm just going <laughs> to sit here and have a coke and smile and be like okay. But I do reserve the right to say when he throws that pick and every one of these Bama's who was on it and they say, Oh, why would he do that? I'm going to say, shut up, shut up, sit down. Cause you knew this was going to happen. I told you this back in February, but <laughs>
1: no, it, look, and look, you're right because you have to, I understand what you're doing and you're hundred percent right because everyone is kind of elevating Ryan to right. a point and you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right about that, Corey. But look, it's like, it's almost like limiting Ryan Fitzpatrick without taking away what he does best Exactly is, is the best way to put it. And I think the Scott, I think we do have to trust Ron with Scott Turner. Um, And I think that Scott Turner does have to be given the benefit of the doubt. I mean, the guy played four different quarterbacks last season and it, as putrid as that was, they were still able to score points in games and do well. So I, I don't want to hate Scott on too much. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But look, I, I was surprised by Peyton Barber. I'm glad that they retained him, but. I'm not convinced with the short yardage. You know what I mean? And and I don't think it's even a back issue. Like I don't think a a one back is typically better than another in that area. I think it's the push of the offensive line and they've been kind of lacking that. I saw Eric flowers on that fourth and one, he kind of missed his block and stumbled, which allowed the linebacker to come in and and take care of uh, Antonio Gibson short of the line. So I'm going to need to see that ferociousness. That's where the big issue for me is. But I'm glad they were able to retain Preston Barber because just in case, if you
0: need him to bring him up, he's there for you. Yeah. And that's what I I think that was my biggest thing was especially seeing against Cincinnati. um, And and it was just like, hey, you didn't have that push. But even last year, we didn't see some pushes and Barber pushed through. Uh, He was about a, a bet right there on Point blank. I call it point blank range there. But um, so, hey, you know, it is what it is. But like I said, going back to trust um, and Ron and also on this offensive side of the ball, I thought that they carry seven wide receivers. Dax Milne and uh, DeAndre Carter make the 53-man roster. Honestly, and I'll be I, I'll be upfront with you. D- Dax Milne didn't surprise me. DeAndre Carter making the roster surprised me. And the fact that AGG did not make the roster because not because I wanted him because you saw me at Friday night football I said that guy looks like he's going to be walking there because he was sitting down there with Ryan Vermillion I was like yeah this ain't going to work out Mm -hmm. and he comes back now on the practice squad I don't just take take me through what you thought about that wide receiver makeup up keeping seven
1: well first I'll start with AGG I think this is the best case scenario for Mm -hmm. AGG. Um, because he did show progress. He did show, because the one thing I needed to see from him after that first preseason game was fight, mm-hmm. like, you know, making sure that he was going to, cause he's fighting for his job. Literally. Right. I need to see some, at least some aggression out of you, AGG, you know, uh, it, take it out, take it out from the Rubik's cube and put it onto the football field. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he started to do that. And I was very impressed, but he wasn't showing dominance to the point where you would say he warrants the 53 man roster position there. Where Mm -hmm. Dax Milne comes in, he kind of has that experience playing from BYU, having that professional type of system. I've said this ever since I watched him post uh, pre-draft. He reminds me of Adam Thielen. And I don't mean that he's going to be Adam Thielen. What I mean is like how he's very soft in his routes and his cuts and his very soft hands and catches everything, seems to be in the right place. And he's just one of those guys that just always catches the ball and is in the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. And that's how I felt about Dax Milne. And I was very worried that the Jets were going to pick him up as soon as he became available. Zach Wilson, you know, obviously has a lot of power in that building. He was able to sit out a couple practices until he got his uh, contract that he wanted. So I I felt that he was going to go. So bringing him back was very, very smart. And for AGG, this gives him the ability to stay with his coaching staff, continue to be with these teammates and continue to progress. The worst thing for mm-hmm. impossible right now was if he got claimed by somebody else, it would really yeah. derail his pr- progression.
0: Yeah. I, I thought that from the jump in, you know, going back and looking at his highlights after they drafted, I was like, this guy is crisp, like at an yeah. NFL type level. Now, is he physical? No, but he can, he can work that in. Like you said, feeling low. I, he was a low round pick, I, I believe. I think he was a seventh round pick, or was he undrafted? He was undrafted. I'm yeah. Sure. So you you got these guys right here. And, uh, you know, some people threw up the Trey Quinn comparison, right? Yeah. I don't see Trey Quinn in this guy. I see it, it's something else about him. I feel like he adds to the flex. I think he can return punts. He's shiftier,
1: he's Mormon. I,
0: yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about him going out drinking either. So that that's one thing. No duis for Dax right. Mill. Uh <laughs> Dax and Destroyer. I,
1: but the one uh DeAndre Carter, I would say, yeah, the one thing that got him to make this roster was how impressive he was a wide receiver. Um mm-hmm. were you a, were you able to go to I think you, you were able to go to training He camp,
0: caught right? he caught everything around yeah. him. I will say this, and I knew that Steve Sims was in trouble. Yeah. And I was uncertain about Dax Milne um because Dax was struggling retreating prunts off the gun. DeAndre mm. Carter. Boom. 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 No hesitation. No worry. He just is like boom and go upfield with that. So I think Nate Katzer, give credit to Nate Katzer for um getting him, yeah, getting him to that spot and, and even getting Dax Milne to that spot as well. Too. But yeah, DeAndre Carter looked good as a wide receiver as well. Yeah, and I, even Ron
1: Rivera talked about how um, in his presser yesterday with Martin Mayhew with mm-hmm. the press, he said specifically that they have like the dangerous returner in DeAndre Carter. They have the kind of quick, savvy uh, guy in Dex Milne, but they have the safe guy that could catch everything in Adam Humphreys. So they said that's an ace that they can always have in their back pocket. So I was surprised that they kept everyone that they did.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I, I I thought that was that was wild, and you know Cam it, Sims changes number to eleven. Yeah, did you see that? 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 How that is <laughs> that boy? I said, Lord, that's adding salt to the wound right there on <laughs> He Lost his number, and Cam Sims getting rid of that. And, and I mean, you got to look at this guy, Cam Sims. The last thing on the wide receivers, what this cat has done? He went from getting cut multiple times to being on the practice squad to making this roster and making the most out of his opportunity like he did last year. I mean, this guy is the embodiment of a grinder and a blue collar. And not even that he had
1: the play of the year last year. I have said, if there was one play that you can say that kind of like just epitomizes what Mm -hmm. last year was, it was that cam Sims one handed catch against Against Pittsburgh Pittsburgh, because you have to look at this team. You know, they came in, the name change happened, the sexual assault allegations happened. Covid is going down. Coach gets cancer. It almost seemed like there was everything possible trying to bring this team down to say you shouldn't be winning football games, you shouldn't be making the playoffs. And when yeah. Cam Sims went to go catch that ball, the DBs holding his his left hand catches it with his right hand like it's no problem. And that's kind of how the Washington football yeah. team was last season. I loved Cam Sims, and obviously he solidified that with his play last year.
0: Yeah, right. And we we knew four four we're gonna make it. He was part of that group. Yep. A shout out to Hawk. What's up, brother? Sanchez, y'all getting the pack ready, hyped for the future of the Red Wolf <laughs> fan. <babe. laughs> commanders, we got uh we got the commanders up here. What's up? Uh no fake boy Joe. What's up? Speed is nothing without skill. I I say that all the time. It's nothing yes, but it drugs. Is. Uh, what's up, Joe Sanders? And then uh JK and he hates the Baltimore Ravens. I think we all do but um, I I don't hate them, uh, but I respect them. <laughs>
1: I respect them. No, I no wasn't the it. one that drew the line in the stand between Washington, and Baltimore. That wasn't me. It was them all those years that we were bad and they wanted to talk all that crap mm-hmm. and talk about how big and bad they were. Well, the friendship's gone, my friend, not my
0: fault. There's you go. There's my friendship with the Baltimore Ravens clan. And <laughs> um, we'll, we'll, we'll kill it. We'll, we'll, we'll pull a Ray Lewis and do it. Uh, anyway, never mind. That's different story for a different day. But, uh, on this offensive line, they got a backup center, Tyler Larson, which I thought was interesting. Tyler Larson was thir- is 30 years old, mm-hmm. and he made it off the youngins. Finally have a backup center and an insurance plan because I, I believe – I don't think that's something we had last year was a backup center.
1: No, we didn't. Um, and it's something that I had noted because we had done the project, uh, the projecting the 53 mm-hmm. for the rest of the district podcast, um, and we were given the offensive line. We me and Hall, we projected nine offensive linemen and the ninth offensive lineman would be Tyler Larson uh, back up at that center. So we got it the nail right on the head. We, we dipped at the butt. But I like it because watching that Cincinnati game, I was realizing that they were testing the first and the second team. Mm-hmm. And I kind of knew what Rivera was doing with like front loading all the play of the starters in the first two games and then benching everyone and letting the guys who were about to get cut get all the work in the last game not the whole nfl did that by the way and mm-hmm. and it proved to be ron rivera correct to be perfectly yeah. honest with you but tyler larson looked great against that Bengals game i thought he was doing a very good job in run blocking uh, it it proved to be a good call by on their part obviously they don't have much confidence in keith ishmael which sucks uh, i think it was what a fifth or sixth round pick last mm-hmm. year you would hope that he would have progressed enough to be able to be the backup dude but that's alarming
0: yeah. Uh, Franklin says, or <laughs> I can see after putting on ten pounds and playing some linebacker, yeah. like Ron said, position. <laughs> I ain't messing with Fra- Franklin's wild man. Can he? Can uh, he kick? Can he kick field goals? Oh, okay. You want to talk about field goals here? Dad, <laughs> that gun it. You messed it up already. Um, I should have known that was a trigger you, word. You, you do Yeah, look, it's a trigger word." I thought <laughs> in trusting <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, uh-huh. trigger warnings with my okay. There we go. We're we're breaking the pod, Father, here. Oh my god. I funny. thought the most egregious thing. That's getting clipped and put on uh Instagram, by the way. <laughs> um the most egregious thing I think Ron and company did this year, not the fact that they kept Rusty Dusty, it is the fact that that they did not bring competition in because Ron said from day one, it's all about competition. I mean, yeah, you and I, we have competition every day with the man that we see in the mirror in the bathroom every day. But Mm -hmm. I, I thought it was literally going to be a competition. And I noticed a couple of times, it looks like there was an issue with the snap to hold on two of those kicks. The one he missed, um, the second, I think yeah, the second kick he missed in New England, and I think it was a it was one against Pittsburgh, uh, not Pittsburgh, Baltimore. I Keep on saying Pittsburgh. Uh, <laughs> but what were your thoughts about them not even bringing in competition? We didn't even bring in competition for, with Justin. So, dude. I I brought up this
1: hypothetical, uh-huh. and look, it's a it's a conspiracy theory, but he knows where the bodies um, are. I I had a feeling that maybe Tress does have a little sway mm-hmm. and he like having Nick Sunberg leave in the off season was kind of like a big thing for the fan base and and maybe it was uh for Tress Way as well so maybe they were trying not to make everyone pissed by taking away his two buddies who he's closest with he spends the most time time with but that saying that's putting a lot of stock into Tress Way, being able to depict who's going to be playing and kicking field goals but that being said I understood what Ron was saying And again, Cincinnati, he didn't want to beat up on Dustin Hopkins. Mm -hmm. He messed up. He screwed up. Was the timing messed up? Of course. But guess what? The snap was down. Just kick the damn field goal, dude. And I'm sure that's what Ron Rivera is telling him. But to us, he's saying, look, guys, everything is fine. Not worried about competition. But to him, he's saying, look, dude, I'm trying to help you out. here. but you got to do something for me. And that's one of the reasons why Ron Rivera is so beloved, because he's loyal to his players he's not going to say something to the press that he has not said to you. And that is a, that's a great thing to have as a coach, because when those times are coming down to it, like when you have possibly when you have cancer and stuff, that's the kind of loyalty where where players will be like, dude, I'm going all out for you. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of stuff uh, that brings. And so hopefully it resonates with Dustin Hopkins and he has a great career year. Cause loyalty
0: can do that to a guy. And I think, and I think a lot of this people forget that, they're human beings as well. Kickers are people yep. too. No pun intended. <laughs> um, but in, in the, I, I say this, like I thought about that conspiracy theory with Tress. Is there something else going on? Like that, mm. that and that's my big thing. Is there something else going on with three? That- I've heard that I've heard that his
1: like brother in law has COVID and is on mm-hmm. a ventilator and stuff mm-hmm. like that. He might be going through a rough patch. Yeah, you never know how that really affects people. And I'm not yep. gonna sit here and say that. You know he's like beat up and doesn't know what to do with his, what's right. going on, but you never know. You never know what's what somebody's yeah. going on with. And you're right, dude. Just make the kicks, bro. Yeah. Just you kick. know he, you know he's capable. Yes. He's one of the best like k- uh, kicking kickers to start games or whatever. He kicks at
0: touchbacks all the time. Mm-hmm. You
1: have the leg. Just make it a little bit accurate.
0: I, yeah. I don't know, man. It, it you know it's gonna be weird because something ha- the last three. Kicker changes have been so weird for Washington. You think about how Hopkins came in and replaced Forbath, who wasn't too bad, and then uh, you look at Kai ended up. yeah, yeah they, they all went and actually
1: had really good careers after right. a year.
0: Graham, it Gano, all the time. Graham Gano went to Carolina, had mm-hmm. a good career uh and then you look at what was it billy cundiff came in here yep. because they cut graham like weirdly because i think it was oh god who neil rackers or somebody came in for a little bit and then they moved on from there david
1: acres was here at one point too. yeah he
0: was back in the early 90s he was so yep. it's just been weird with kickers man we can't get it situated out and i, I have
1: heard mm-hmm. that that turf at fedex field was is one of the worst four kickers, is yes. what I have heard people say before. Mm. And look, I'm not going to sit here and make excuses for the guy. Okay, he he ruined the game against in England. I remember it, but we also <laughs> have to blame Matt Jones for fumbling the ball in the three yard line, which was ridiculous. Matt Jones deserves as much criticism for that game hey, as man. Dustin Hopkins does. But yes, man, he's got he's just got to get it corrected, dude. Mm-hmm. And it, it just sucks that this is the situation that we're in because. We saw last year how pivotal those points are, Mm -hmm. especially against the Giants, which were close games and we lost both. And guess what? We got swept. We looked terrible. But look, if you make those field goals, you're going to win some football games.
0: Yeah. And and Condoleezza Prayer brings up a good point. Sean Sweezam as well. uh, Missed those point blank kicks against the Saints in a game that really we should have won, though. Kickers have been wild for the last few years. That's right. Don't want a damn loyal coach. I want an aggressive, disciplined coach. You can have both of those. Yep. Um, let's see. Rivera said Hoskins was, uh, very good in the first half of the, in the half of the year, like top eight of kickers, which is true. Um, that was a down the stretch. He only missed one. I believe, um, they shout out to Steve money for that one. Uh, my boy, Micro Mike, Detroit Lions, they get uh the future MVP of the league, Hall of Famer, Steven Montez uh, <laughs> over there. So Montez, yeah. magic
1: there. And uh, I will uh, say this, Ron Rivera is aggressive. We yes. saw what he did with Adrian Peterson. We saw what he did with Dwayne Haskins. He does not mind being aggressive. It exactly. just he picks and chooses when it's correct and when it's not. And that's, that's all I'll say. Maybe Dustin Hopkins is the best teammate in the world. They mm-hmm. all love him. He's just going through a rough
0: time. I don't He's, know. He, yeah, I, I mean, he always seems like he's a great guy, but you know, we we he's go. He's a by, nice guy. He's a nice yeah, guy. He's, um, I, I thought about this. There are only three picks left from the twenty nineteen draft, mm-hmm. and I thought that Ron and Company either that draft that draft was horrible, in which it was. Um, they made an indictment on that draft class over the last two years. You you get rid yes, of Martin. Have. Uh, who I think Martin's back on the press practice squad. West well. Martin is, yes. Yeah, Jimmy Moreland's gone. Um, we we know um, uh, Strip Club Simba's gone as well. Uh, and Calvin <laughs> Harmon, Bryce Love, all yep. these guys have been gone. Really without, a, really without a, a shot and a cold chance in hell of getting there because uh, you have three guys that – our starters quality starters on there but i just thought there was i don't know what you thought about that in that 2019 draft and ron just clearing house with it after 2 years
1: this is this is what you do mm-hmm. uh, essentially uh, i remember there was a inter, not an interview but there was a speech that ron rivera or somebody had was giving in regards to taking over a cultural change and he was looking at him and basically saying Most of you will not be here when we get to that point to Mm. where we're fighting in games and winning championships. That's the reality of the situation. And I'll never forget, oh, who was it? Was it it Buck up in Baltimore? But basically he said, like, when you're going into a new team that has been used to losing, what you have to do is you have to get out all of those people that are Mm -hmm. used to losing. Unless they have, they show the right mindset of wanting to start to win, they start putting in the work. And that's what Ron Rivera has kind of showed us with the uh, Logan Thomas extension, Jonathan Allen, Chase Royer uh, extension as well. He's showing that to you. And there's guys that he's letting go as well. Morgan Moses was one. Uh, So look, man. I, I love that he's doing it, but they're doing it in a smart way yes. because this roster is top heavy. But it's also top heavy because they're giving a lot of respect and responsibility to the younger guys, which is what a lot of teams in this league do. And there's why guys like Devontae Adams, who nobody really had an idea about, come to be number one wide receivers in the NFL. When you progress these guys and build them up, this is what happens. Just trust the process just like the name change just trust the process guy trust
0: it. <laughs> looks like vanilla ice yes i do
1: yes i do <laughs> what uh, oh my good i wish you were uh, you should have followed me on twitter dude that was a whole spiel for a day oh man uh, it was when, when tony because i shaved my mustache and they said they put up the picture of vanilla ice next to me dude
0: <laughs> montez must be ready to bite kneecaps yeah Oh my goodness. Excited for our, our practice squad quarterback. Hopefully, you don't start him because uh, he might need Lamar Miller. Uh, how y'all feel about Cam coming in? Okay. Look. Just do stop. It, it. Corey. Just stop. Let's just stop it. Stop it now. Ron said he's comfortable with the three quarterbacks. Let's just roll with the three quarterbacks. If you want him to come in here as a running back, that's fine. He had five, almost 600 yards on the ground, 12 touchdowns. I will do that. <laughs> I don't want Medea here. That's just what it is. I we you don't call him Medea. Yeah, yeah. How you doing? He dresses. He dresses like some old lady at the, like the old black ladies at the church. <laughs> I broke I've broke Kyle. I've never heard that before. Yeah, he yeah, yo, yeah, no, no. I've called him Medea a lot of times. Call him, call him, yeah, Pope, Pope. yeah, call him. <laughs> Call, call a popo Bill Ho. That's what he said on there. <laughs> Matt Jones, I, I don't know. Oh Cam, I love Cam. I've been a big fan of Cam. Um, but injuries, we can say Bill Belichick always does something shady to get rid of somebody he doesn't really want. Uh I I will credit it up to that. But I will these- I will say in
1: Bill's in Bill's defense, I'm sorry to cut off your rant. No, I no, will no, say you're good. The whole spiel was that Cam was going to like demand a release or trade if they made Mac Jones the starter. And so Mm. they were kind of saving Cam the embarrassment of being Mm. released is what they were saying that he basically they were demanding him being released instead of him staying there. And then Mac taking the job from him and that being embarrassed with the cam being the backup. So they said, look, Mm. we'll just release you now before we announce it. See, I think it was a good thing by
0: Bill yeah, to do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could you know you could have released him a, a day ahead of time, kind of like what Washington did with uh, with Adrian Peterson last year. But right, uh, you exactly, know, it's, exactly. it's Bill. I, I mean, you know, Bill Belichick's probably was recording stuff, so we don't know. <laughs> hey, Linda, how are you? Uh, if the guys get cut, are good, they'd be on other teams now. That's a good point. That is a hundred Because I think a lot of them are joining <laughs> the military. I think they said the JAG unit, but. Um, <laughs> no, the fact is the, the guys, Von Rivera did say that the
1: guys going on the practice squad are going to be capable to come up at any point in time, mm-hmm. if need be, and play as a backup role. And mm-hmm. when you're looking at this, th- that's exactly what's here. If you have an injury to Cam Sims, you pull up AGG, no issues. You have an issue with Jarrett Patterson. You call up Peyton mm-hmm. Barber. You have an issue with maybe Matt Ioannidis or Tim Settle. You can call up Gabe Wright or Daniel Wise. Yes. Are they barn burners? No. Nobody on the practice squad is right now considered a barn burner. Mm -hmm. But progress happens over time, guys. Progress. And I will say this. I loved Cam. I wanted Cam in the offseason, but now is not the time. um, Because what you're going to be bringing in with Cam is a grenade into the situation, into Mm -hmm. the room. Ryan Fitzpatrick has taken control over this locker room. It's his team. You don't want to bring in another alpha male into the equation to kind of screw with the gelling of things. Allow them to go where they are. I was pissed that Dallas picked up Will Greer because I wanted us to cut – Kyle Allen and to pick up will Greer to be our third quarterback on the roster. I was really impressed with what he did with Carolina uh, in the preseason, but unfortunately Dallas got him.
0: Yeah. I, well, he, he'll be their new denucci hopefully. And uh, that'll be, <laughs> uh, lead him on. but you, you know, you talk about that. And um, I, I think it's really, I, I think it's just interesting how we looked at this with cam and people wanting cam um, and, and, Ron has never really made any stretch, uh, stretches for him. I know we had Haskins there, but if Ron was convinced that he was the guy, he would have pulled out any stops. He would have traded for Cam. Mm-hmm. He he did not trade for Cam, he traded for Kyle Allen. I, and I think that's uh, missed on people a lot of times. So, I, I mean, it, it, and it is what it is. We'll never, you know, we'll never. Come to agreement on that argument uh with some folks. It's that
1: is, that is a very weird situation, right? Because mm-hmm. they did go far together. He was available. We were missing out on the quarterback position, kind of, but I can understand where Ron wanted to give Dwayne Haskins the, mm-hmm. every chance and ability to be the number one quarterback, just like Ryan Fitzpatrick right now. Uh, and unfortunately for Cam, it just didn't work out. And look, I I think Cam is a very good quarterback. I think Cam could mm-hmm. be top tier. And I but I think and I don't want to say this. But he should go to Dallas and be the backup there. And that would be the best that. best fit for him because, let's say, Dak's injuries lingers or it halfway through the season he gets injured. What's the best thing for Cam Newton to get a new big contract? Ball out on the national stage. And all the networks love. The corporate media mm-hmm. loves the Dallas Cowboys. He'll get all the airtime in the world. And uh, he'd probably look pretty good doing it with all those wide receivers. Uh, probably the best wide receiver core he's ever had. So uh, he would do well there, unfortunately.
0: Hello. Hello. How you doing Dallas? Uh, with Uh, <laughs> So we move over to the defensive side of the ball here. And, um, I thought this is interesting. And, and Freddie kind of checked me on this yesterday about them keeping four li- uh, linebackers. Although mm-hmm. Derek Forrest has been converted to IR and now David Mayo comes back. So I, I was five of six on my linebacker yeah. pick. So good there. And, um, I thought that the fact that Tony made the roster, because they said you can stand him up and then maybe you'll see a little bit more big nickel uh, Mm. from Landon Collins. Because we even seen in training camp and in practice that three, McCain, Curl, and Collins were out there at the same time. Were you a little concerned about the four linebackers, though, especially with one of them being – I like him. I'm not a big I'm not a big supporter of him, but I, I like him. I like John Bostick just because of the veteran prowess. But I, I will admit that he will run away from uh, coverage, like I run away from a diet. So e- either way, <laughs> uh, what do you think? There,
1: I I was not surprised at all. I had them picking four linebackers to make the fifty three um, before the David Mayo news. Um, I wasn't surprised by it just based on because of who they had behind there. Mm-hmm. Just because you got guys there and you feel like they should be there doesn't mean you should cut other guys because of it. So I projected that they'd keep four and that they would now practice squad Jared Norris and uh, and which mm. is they did, and then they re-signed David Mayo today, which is the smartest thing for them because, in my opinion, what was the one issue that they had against Tampa Bay, Corey? They couldn't stop the run. Yeah, they couldn't, stop, right? they no, couldn't no. stop the run. So what teams are going to do with this defensive line, with Montez Sweat and Chase Young, teams are going to try to thin us out, Go very empty wide, you know, three wide receivers, split out tight end, and mm-hmm. then run the ball up the middle until our linebackers in that space to be able to go up and make the tackle. And that's why I felt like four linebackers was going to be the case because I feel like a lot more of four, two, um, and maybe like a four, one, six, something like that is some, what they're going to be doing, uh, in my personal opinion. So I wasn't surprised by the linebackers. Um, I was just surprised by that Cleek Hudson didn't make a bigger leap. I was right. expecting him to overtake, but John Bosick does deserve flowers. Um, he's a little bit better against the run than Jameen Davis right now. Jameen is still a little bit hesitant in his angles. Uh, Cole Holcomb, and from what I saw in the Bengals game, dude, his angle taking, I think he's going to have over a hundred tackles this season. I think, so. I think that he is going to really have a big year and, ju- and make a big jump. And Jamin Davis is going to benefit from that. He can really learn from it. But he, he's still got a little bit of ways to go. But Bostic always knows where to go. He hits, He does play the run very, very well. But like you said, Corey, so well, he's terrible against the pass.
0: Yeah, he I, – I mean, you know, Cooley made a point of that on Kevin Sheehan's pocket. He's like – he, like, literally moved over. And I, I started watching. I was like, oh, my God, he does that. But the weirdest thing about John Bostic is some of the biggest moments last year, he was at the end of it. Like, you yeah. think about the Pittsburgh game. He was on that fourth down stop. Yep. He had the interception. Yep. Uh, what, what else was it? Uh, that, um, that blitz that he had up the A gap against, um, against Philadelphia, right? Those things It's John Bosick all over. And I cannot for the life of me figure out how that is. Kyle, but my he's God, he's like, he's one
1: of those, he's one of those guys. And I, I want to say this very, very delicately. He's one of those guys that if he's a starter, you're worried. But if he's your immediate backup, you are very happy Mm -hmm. because you know that he can come in and relief and he's going to have his mind about him. He and he's going to have the capability of making plays. But when he's starting, you're not kind of worried about those plays being made all the time. But John Bostic, as the backup kind of mentor, you absolutely love him in that role. It's perfect for him. Like you said, dude, he balled out last
0: season. Yeah, and he's giving them um, financial advice, too, to some of these rookies. So go ahead. There you go. You've got you've got Uncle John Bostic on there um, and hanging out there. And, and also, I forgot about this. Everybody's favorite yes, moment dude. from uh, John Bostic. And I thought about this when I saw Zeke. Um, he did make Andy Dalton you know, crap himself. So that that, yeah. that any cowboys quarterback that does that um on Washington soil is that 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 makes you a hall of famer in my eyes. But um <laughs> we and, and you look at this defensive line there were rumors there were like insane rumors and, and they were not not verified. There's just people throwing stuff out there that Tim Settle was going to be I said are y'all ri-? like people were like throwing that out there. I saw that maybe once or twice. Um, the interior line you ain't gonna mess with it. You're gonna run that train as far as you can without. If you got a guy who could start on another team at that price, why in the world? If you if they're not gonna give you the world, why would you? Why would you trade him away?
1: Right. And like I've tried to I've tried to tell people this, even going back to the offseason, because they were telling us we needed to trade up for a quarterback or for Watson, and people kept throwing like Matt Ioannidis in there and Tim Mm -hmm. Settle, and I was like, look, I know that you guys like that's smart for us as Washington to get the fourth guy down and ship him out for really good um, uh, production back. But the fact is other teams aren't as excited about Tim Settle as we are because he doesn't have that many reps. He has not really proven himself to be that level, but a guy like Deron Payne would elevate that that team. That would move the needle for them. So Tim Settle is the cheap option for us, for if we're going to let one of these guys go, he's the cheap option that we could plug in right away and you know is going to do well. So no, he's not going to be the... If anyone is going to get traded on the D-line, it's Deron Payne or I nice mm-hmm. but I don't even see that happening, Corey. No. Like you said, we have to continue it and everyone has to at least take a little bit of cash off so everyone else can get their uh, money yep. too because
0: keeping the gang together is the biggest, biggest hurdle right now. And my big thing is the folks that say, well, we'll be able to keep them when the salary cut." Co- Cap goes up. I said you have no understanding of economics because yeah. once the cap expands, that price for that player is going to go up. Like that, yeah. that's that's economics one-on-one, y'all. And um uh, you know, y- you look at the other side of the defensive line with the uh defensive ends, Casey Twohill made it, Shaka Tony, like I said, William Bradley the King on the practice squad. I like William Bradley King, he was actually the only person I got right in my um my mock draft. Mm. I can't believe I pointed that out. In in the seventh round, I picked them wrong. Yeah, I I had them. I I think I had them on the pick that we traded to the Dolphins. So I was Uh, a few picks late, but. Hey, dude, dude, it doesn't matter, Corey. I'm getting, hey, look. I'm getting William Bradley King. You can ask Ed Oliver in the crew because I put it in our chat group. (laughs) And I might have to get a William Bradley King jersey just for the heck of that. Because that is. You nailed that prediction. (laughs) Uh, But I saw what he was doing. And we're going to see this from this cat um, eventually, I hope. And I was, I was very, I was very intrigued by Shaka Tony against yeah. the
1: Ravens. He had a lot of a uh, really good speed pass rush around the edge. He did show a lot of promise. I'm glad that they brought him mm-hmm. back. Uh, the one thing that I've heard everyone say about Shaka Tony is his burst off the line of scrimmage. Yes, He's very, very fast. It's one of the best in the league, and that's where to keep an eye out for Shaka. Um, and I, dude, are you? I want to ask you, Corey. Mm-hmm. You, you heard Coach Rivera talk about bringing a veteran defensive end? Yeah.
0: Why wasn't it Kerrigan it was dirt cheap wasn't it? Yeah that's what you know I I Was sitting there my cousin texted this to me the other Day shout out to Dwayne He was saying like I don't understand It and the only thing I could come up in my head was They know the price This was the price We're not gonna budge On it and it was weird how That whole thing was set up hey see You Washington oh Philly what's up guys What's up crack liberty bell I, I don't think this was ever about starting for Ryan. I think it was a point of money and respect. That's mm. why he signed with the Eagles. That is exactly why he signed with the Eagles, I think. I, I They've still got Brandon Graham up there, old boy from Tennessee, Barnett, still playing up there, I think. Um, I think so so I, I'm like, Ryan wasn't going to start there. Come on, man, dude, you're 33. You're not going to be a full-time starter in the NFL with – two guys that played in Super Bowl and that were dominant during the Super Bowl season. But then again, no,
1: just like I talked about earlier, no, it, Rivera being an aggressive coach, kind yeah. of moving away from Ryan Kerrigan in that, in that yeah. sense. He is aggressive in that yeah. sense. And, uh, but look, obviously, mm-hmm. I'm not sure who they could bring in. Maybe Vic Beasley, but are mm-hmm. you really that confident in Vic Beasley <laughs> being able to do what Shaka Tony does? And I am not 100%. But Casey Tuhill had shown... Strides last mm-hmm. season. I know he had a bad play against Tampa in that playoff game, but that was just one play. But they like him, and that's why he's the backup speed rusher. Hopefully he's not that injured. Um, and that he'll be able to start a uh, play week one in relief from Montez Sweat and Chase Young, dude because Rashawn Slater coming up, man. Yeah,
0: that and that's gonna be something to see. Uh and, and you you brand you mentioned the Chargers, and I thought it was interesting that first year coach a uh, sophomore sensation in um, Herbert did not play one moment in the preseason. There's no live action, no drive, no anything. Um, we've even seen some of the – we've seen Mahomes. We've seen Brady. Um, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. That's what they used to tell me. <laughs> Why – do you think that will have an effect on, one, how this team plays against uh, the Chargers And two, do you think that this could be detrimental to, I I think, the development of a young quarterback who's in a new system with a second-time offensive coordinator who was basically ran out of town and Joe Lombardi? Uh,
1: I think that they are – pushing off his progression i will say that by missing mm-hmm. the first couple of pieces of games but it's smart because remember with chip kelly with the philadelphia eagles when they we faced them week one mm-hmm. they didn't show anything either and when we faced them week one really? it was almost yeah. like holy crap what the heck is all this and that's mm-hmm. i think essentially what he's trying to do he's a rookie head coach mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to show too much of what he's doing so what he wants to do is you want to he wants to keep that in a box and then unleash it week one Look, you're gonna see week one is gonna go a lot like last season's was. Mm-hmm. Was maybe at the start of the game, you'll we're gonna give up maybe some points. We're gonna struggle to put some points up, but that second half, we're gonna dominate. We're going to make second half adjustments. We're gonna see what they want to do and everything. We'll make the adjustments to do that. They proved it time and time, and time again, again last year. Yes, sir. I, it got to the point where I was even worried when we went down seventeen to three or seventeen mm-hmm. to six at any time. So I was like, okay, we're gonna come back. Yeah. As long as it's under twenty, we're good. As yeah. long as it's under twenty, we can do that.
0: Yeah, I I think you I think you bring up a good point there. And, and like I and, and to the chip to your Chip Kelly point, you know, I, I think that he was an established hit coach already. This is Brandon Staley's first go around. Yeah. And plus he's a defensive-minded coach as well. Um, but it's gonna be interesting to see. I'm not saying that it, it makes me look at them less as an opponent because this guy, this team rattled off what, like seven wins in a row to close out the season, finish seven and nine. Um They've got speed that kills. They've got one of the best wide receivers in Keenan Allen. Yeah. So, and and then. So underrated. So underrated. And if Derwin James can actually stay healthy, uh, they've got a force back there in that secondary. But, you know, don't know about him. He's like Bob Sanders, right? He's great when he's healthy. Um, but
1: I, I do mm-hmm. think this is a good This is a good thing for Washington Because mm-hmm. at least the Chargers didn't come out And look like crap for three games And Washington thinks that they could come in And walk right over anybody yeah. um, And so like going into this game They're going to have that thought in their, their head That this is a very good team That's capable of blowing the lid off us Very, very quickly And we have to be ready for it So right. I do like that
0: about it Yeah, I, I like that I, I, I think that It's going to be interesting It's going to be interesting Come CBS Y'all going to be there live Watching it straight, I'll be here on the channel watching it. But yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait to finally have something because I think the can of worms is going to get uh, busted out. Like all yeah. this stuff, I, I honestly believe, and y'all can clip this off. And say it right now, we will not have any complaints about Scott Turner this year. Good. I think I, I do believe that um, any valid complaints. I, I feel like Scott is going to learn this. It was his first full year calling plays last year. He went through four different quarterbacks. No, one wide receiver, one wide receiver, one wide receiver. Speaking of one, speaking of one wide receiver. Oh, don't make me. Yep. Um, so did you get the spit cleaned out of your face after (laughs) NFL films put that top 100 video? That is the ultimate slap in the face to that Jersey, to the right of you. (sighs)
1: I got into it with the junkies on Twitter because I was listening to them on the radio and JP said that Terry McLaurin wasn't elite and he started listing DeAndre Hopkins, Keenan Allen, sort of going down this whole list. And I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, that's great, but could you plug, I know D-Hop is another situation. I'm not Mm -hmm. talking about him, but any of the wide receivers that you would place, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, um, let's say even Julio Jones, if you want Mm -hmm. to throw him in there, maybe Odell Beckham is one of your top 10, whatever have you. If they were to come here, with four different quarterbacks, with only Logan Thomas and Antonio Gibson on your team, could Mm -hmm. they put up the numbers Terry McLaurin did? No. And that's why I think it takes a special kind of person to excel in those type of situations. Mm -hmm. He was a flower growing in a desert. And that takes a very special person because generally wide receivers are prima donnas. They're all about Mm me. Show me everything. That's not Terry. Terry's all about the team. So look, I don't care what you guys say. I don't care. You guys can completely disrespect him. But look, I feel like at home, especially from the Junkies, 106.7, we should at least show the respect that Terry deserves because everyone is so scared to call him a lead because everyone Mm -hmm. is so scared of being homers. Like, oh, you're being a homer for Ashburn syndrome, like JP loves to say. (laughs) Ashburn, that syndrome list is in every single fan base. You're Mm -hmm. trying to tell us we can't be excited about guys? Mm -hmm. And the reason is we never want to acknowledge our players are really good until they go to another team. Case in point is Trent Williams everyone would love to talk about how Tyrone Smith was better and uh, the guy in Green Bay was better than him and all of a sudden he goes to San Francisco up oh, number 1 left tackle in the league everyone's talking about Come on, we, don't wanna, we don't want to we don't want to give our guys the flowers when they're here but once they leave then it's like oh man we had the number 1 guy here. what happened well you yep. didn't give him any respect mm
0: mm-hmm. mhm that's Sorry, that, That's no, no, hey, there. no, no, dude. Hey, bro, that I agree with you on 10. I I mean, I literally I, I I was so mad when I saw that. The fact that they had a nerve to put that out and ask that question. And then Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley, Corey Davis, great name, not that great of a receiver.
1: Kyle like the the the
0: yeah, pullback. Yeah, yeah. Use check is up in there. Use check, yeah. Uh, I was like, are you guys, are we really like Tyler Lockett? Like Tyler Lockett is on this list. And I'm like, what? Like, it just did not make any sense. It was complete disrespect to him. I think he's a top 10 receiver. I think he's reaching elite status. I hope, and I think that Ryan Fitzpatrick, if we don't see Fitz tragic, he will help him get to that level because he may hopefully have a consistent guy that can throw to him i mean the guys had like what eight quarterbacks in the last two years two bum ankles he played on last season exactly Two bum ankles bro
1: and, and he still, still balled out and they don't want to put him in the top 100 no, it's ridiculous it, it, and our own fan base are scared to call him elite i don't care how many wide receivers have you seen come through here and do what terry
0: mclaurin has not not since that type of that all-around thing i i you'd have to go back to monk i think Look, I, I think I he's think, better than
1: the Santana, and yeah. I, I'm
0: sorry to say I that. Love, and I love Santana. I think he's better. He's a more Santana was receiver. Never,
1: Santana was never elite. I'm sorry yeah. to say that, but he was. Terry no. McLaurin is freaking elite. Mm-hmm. He would start he any team in the NFL. If Terry McLaurin were to give him the call, say, I will come and play for you mm-hmm. on my contract right now. Every single team, all 32 teams to say, we have a starting spot for you.
0: Yeah. Every single one. And you're trying to tell me he's not elite? Come on, man. I don't know. Shout out to my boy Polly. It sounds good until Fitz Magic turns into <laughs> shit. Tra- Hail to the W, Polly. And Polly said, damn. Or any list that matters is the no, win list. Yeah. Hey, yes, you're no. right. Hey, we got to we got to wrap it up good. Is there any word on Washington getting a new franchise name? Hey, it, it's coming. It's coming. Um, top of the first quarter of 2022. Yeah. So we will see that pretty soon. And I think Jason also said it's going to be part of the na- 90th anniversary um announcement as well. Who new yep. kits for that, as they would say across <laughs> the pond. Uh, appreciate you, Chop Shop. T-Ho, how you doing? Uh, let's see here. I think I touched a spider monkey. What's up? Uh, but yeah, I, I give him his damn flowers, like you said here, Kyle. Yeah. I I can't, um, I can't be more clear than that on that situation. And we got a few more. Minutes. If y'all got any questions, uh, please put them in the uh, put them in the comments here. We got about uh, one guy. Uh, mm-hmm. One guy asked
1: earlier, uh, "What was your first Washington jersey?" Yeah,
0: I did put that. up. What was yours? Mine,
1: uh, my dad had gone to like a conference and like Washington was affiliated or somehow, but he
0: came back with a LeVar Arrington Jersey. Oh, I remember that was nice. my first ever. It was white and I loved it. I love LeVar. Arrington, but you know, he wasn't part of the players uh, association for a little bit. So they took his Jersey off the market. Then they finally put it back on. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause they, I remember it's hard. That's why he wasn't in Madden for, for a few years. My first one that I remember is Terry Allen. And uh, mm. number 21 terry allen um i've got a couple of daryl green jerseys I actually yeah, my mom upstairs mom sent me home with a uh the 70th anniversary one that i wore back in middle school with the, uh, era? yeah yeah i got uh, that one too i, I love I that it, jersey I, i've got it pinned up downstairs in my living room now so i was just like ah, i said i gotta hear i gotta have dg up in here Give I it, will say, that's mm-hmm. a jersey
1: that people should have in their house. It's just like a 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean, every fan should have a Sean
0: Taylor jersey. Everyone should have a 70th anniversary Daryl Green jersey. Yes, and, and that was his last year um, on the team, 20 years. So uh, shout out to uh, Daryl Green, man. Uh, let's see here. We kind of touched on this area. Uh, what happens if Hopkins struggles? Who do we turn to? Free agency. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's We just gonna go to the market.
1: Can I look? I Man, Terry could do everything else. Can we see if Terry can kick?
0: I yeah, mean, you're shit. right. You're right. I, I, no, we got to get Afty. Afty can do that. He's a special
1: <laughs> yeah. teamer, so we'll get Troy Afty to you know do it. it. Andy <laughs> from the UK. Andy was a, a soccer player, dude. I'm sure he can kick some kicks, like uh, from the movie um, The Replacements. Oh, Lord.
0: I'm wired. Does he smoke the cigar cigars, uh, cigars yeah, and everything? Yeah, he smokes the cigars on the field. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, got a question. What Kush y'all on smoking? Terry better than Santana? Oh, what? come on, come on, Polly, come on, now. I'm gonna hear that later. I'm gonna hear that next. Time. Tress might do a drop back kick. Larry Brown, Terry, uh, Sean Taylor. We got all these guys. Uh, are we going to go after uh KJ Wright? Mm. I'll ask and. I thought about this while everybody said we need to go after K.J. Wright. If K.J. Wright is such a commodity and and people are like, hey, K.J. KJ Wright, K.J. Wright. Why hasn't he been picked up yet? That's my question. Like what? What's what's it? What's there to am I looking too far? Do you think I'm looking too far into it or do you think where there's smoke? There's fire there
1: uh i do think it's probably by design to be mm-hmm. perfectly honest with you uh what did michael strahan do the year that the giants won the super bowl he sat mm-hmm. out all training camp because he was a vet and he said yeah, mm-hmm. yeah i'll pay the fines yeah K- the kj Wright could easily be saying dude i want to deal with training camp i don't want to deal with all that nonsense and i want to go back to the west coast where he's going i pro football focus rated him as one of the best uh pass blocking uh not pass blocking pass defending linebackers in the league last year so obviously he would pay dividends here he'd be the opposite of john bostick veteran that you could plug right in do really well in the passing game but look um i just feel like he's gonna stay on the west coast this is all by yeah. design that he
0: knows where he's going right. just,
1: until that time comes. yeah
0: i yeah i don't think he's gonna come out here to the burgundy and gold but i will
1: say if we could possibly find a trade for getting mm. jordan hicks from the arizona cardinals <laughs> that has been floated around uh all offseason because they drafted zayvon collins uh they have uh what's his face from last season uh isaiah um, Uh, What's his name? Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, 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 yeah. well. So Jordan Hicks is a very good middle linebacker uh, that could play here, and he's been looking for a trade. We'll see if maybe it's like a pimple. It gets pressed out, and we don't have to send that much
0: to get him. Yeah. Um, I'll ask you this one last question here, because this is fun. Um, I always ask this question now. Washington wins the NFC East if
1: washington will win the nfc east if chase young gets 17 sacks going against this slew of quarterbacks that we're going to be having to face this Mm -hmm. season josh allen you know dak prescott Mm -hmm. patrick mahomes go down the list of all the guys we have to face if chase young is getting 17 that tells you that Montez Sweat's probably getting around that same number. And if we're stifling those quarterbacks, we are in a very, very good position to win some football games. So, yes, I definitely think 17 sacks are Chase Young.
0: <laughs> I like that. I like it. 17 sacks. Uh, man, I think it's um, – I, I always say that it's going to be consistent quarterback play. I don't think – I think last year was a lot of adrenaline and a lot of emotions that pushed this team forward. Uh, I think you got to have competent quarterback play to actually uh, win the NFC East this year. And if that's Ryan Fitzpatrick, and a point that we really didn't I didn't make and I was thinking about it, I wrote it down. People always talked about Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't throw to a tight end. Can you name me a tight end he threw to that's not named Mike Josecki?
1: shoot, I have to go back to my goodness. I'm not sure. I can't even remember his career to be honest.
0: He doesn't, he doesn't, he's not really had tight ends and that, that that's the point I'm making is like Logan Thomas is probably the second best tight end he's going to play with this year oh yeah and, and they, they had a very good relationship already yep, yep so you I can't wait to see this um the backup tight end spot is going to be pivotal in the pass, passing game yeah. as well three guys three receptions 18 yards that's abysmal last year Jeremy yeah. Sprinkle I know the Cowboys released the, the future Hall of Famer there, um, but it is hey, what it is, man.
1: I just want to say, how uh-huh. cool was it when they started out that Bengals game? How cool was it? The first play, they did a play action to Logan Thomas, and he's going for 25 yards. Like How many times that happened to us, and like our offense <laughs> never does that. Mm-hmm. Watching that was like, whoa. There you go. That's what this could be like? It's dangerous, Damn, bro. man. That's I, dangerous. Yeah.
0: I'm hoping. I, I It's a lot of hope. I, I think there's a lot of things that have to go right, but I think they're in good hands. And it, this is remember, this is part two of a three-year process that yes. was outlined in Ron's um, press conference when he first got here. So I'm looking forward to that. And they've got great coaching. Like, can yes. we, before we even wrap this up, the coaching, the guys on this squad, you look at Pete Hainer, John Matsko, Chris Harris. Chris Harris. And then um, Sam's, Sam Mills, the thir- third. I don't think – I think he's underrated as a coach. And Ron's kept him around for a long time. And then uh, Richard Rodgers. Yeah, Kim Zampezi. Yeah. He's got Randy Jordan. The guy – people don't realize Randy Jordan, if you he's need a forever. Coach, He's been here forever. Dual threat quarterback uh, – co- uh, running backs. That's what he specializes in. Mm-hmm. And look what we have here. Jared Patterson, dual threat, JD McKissick, PPR, uh league MVP. And then we've got Antonio Gibson, man. Dude, I think we're gonna be all right. I think we're gonna be all right. And I think we're gonna be all right, yeah, too. Yeah, dude, it's gonna mean. be exciting. We're gonna be we're gonna be counting up though. Yeah, I, I know I don't want to get too excited, but it's yeah. like I like what's happening. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I'm cool, I, I'm cool with it. They're weeding out things. That's why I wasn't upset about this roster cut. These I roster wasn't cuts. either. I was kind
1: of blown just about Jimmy because he's been a mm-hmm. guest on our podcast and stuff yeah. like that, just on a personal level. I was kind of blown about it, but you knew this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. You knew
0: that there was going to be one or two guys that were really going to pull at you. Yeah, I think so, man. But, hey, shout out to Rick Diaz. What's up, man? Um, give me give me a name. What what, what name are you in the corner for? Who? What name
1: am I in the corner for? Probably, I probably I don't really have a favorite, to be honest, I will don't really care. The only thing I really cared about, was just not howling. <laughs> and that was it, to be perfectly honest with you. I've said this many times. I don't care about a wolf name as long as there's no howling involved, how lame that's going to be. I don't care how many people get pissed off by it. But if I was going to pick one, I don't think it's going to be military themed. I don't think it's going to be an animal or anything like that. It's going to be a, a symbol of strength. It's going to be a forceful type of name. Uh, something that people can get behind a, a feeling type of name, like strength, force, something mm-hmm. like that. The Washington
0: force. I liked it. I liked it. That. Ooh, that's a right. great question. Alexander. Wells. Wa- yeah. Is this coaching staff better than Shanahan staff with Kyle McVeigh and LaFleur? Um, that's a really tough question. I'm going to say this. And this is the reason why I'm going to say Yes. Because that was the untapped potential. That coaching staff, if you look back at it, had a lot of potential and it's being shown. But right now, established wise, It's better if that makes sense. And thank you for the super chat, Alexander. Appreciate you as always, brother. What about you? Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. The experience
1: factor of it. You're right. The longevity is there. Ron Rivera, you have Jack Del Rio, who was a head coach himself, coach Chris Harris, who was getting interviews for a head Mm -hmm. coaching job in the off season. So yeah, is there, their similarities are there, but I think the longevity and experience of this coaching staff is better. Um, I credit to Mike Chan for the, the Super Bowls, obviously that, that he got, but mm-hmm. overall I, I do think it is. And because
0: I, just because I favor, I have more of favoritism towards defense. Versus- mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I always like these folks to say, and I, I will leave it at this one. They should have fired Jay Gruden and hired Sean McVay. no, they were coming off a playoff appearance. They were one game short of making the playoffs like that would that made no sense at that time, y'all. Yeah, and, I get, I get it. it. And people forget about that. The Rams took a huge leap of faith going mm-hmm. with Sean McVay. Yes.
1: He was the youngest head coach ever hired in the NFL. They knew what they had. Washington could offer him a raise, but if you're Sean McVay, wouldn't you rather have that responsibility, that like mm-hmm. to be able to extend your career and show that you can do it if you have that opportunity? Of course. The only thing is, the f- people just don't want to just come to the grips of the fact there's nothing you can do yeah. about it. It's, yeah. it's a crappy situation. You would have loved to have him stay here, but. Things are gonna happen. Good. I'm glad they should have fi- fired. They should have fired Yeah. They should. As soon as he
0: went Indian style on the yeah. ground outside that bar, they should. have uh, Yeah. Him. Well. Thank. Thanks for Bruce Allen, allegedly uh, putting those oh, yeah. video. Let me stop. But. Good uh, lord, man. Yeah. That was wild. Hey. But y'all, this has been exciting. This is Warpath wins as always. Kyle, I appreciate you, brother, coming thank on you. here, and we're gonna have to have you on here again during the season. Uh, but yeah, go check out the Burgundy Zone. Y'all should know it already, though. So yeah, follow you. We're
1: on YouTube. Uh, mm-hmm. Just cl- just search for the Burgundy Zone. Uh, I'm sorry, Gunny. I know you didn't like my Santana Moss comment, but look, <laughs> I'm talking about it on the page, brother. But yeah, we uh, we upload every Tuesdays and Thursdays for now. But once after the first game of the season happens, we're going to be uploading on Mondays and Fridays. That way, for better access and previews of the games coming. So yeah. expect that later on in September. Corey, you do such mm-hmm. a great job, dude. Dude, you are, you are Mr. Hollywood. You're Mr. 65K. Um, it keeps bu- it keeps bumping up by 10 every time I talk to you. Stop. Stop. Uh, stop, stop. stop. You're you're, stop. The, you're, big, you're big you're big swinging around here, dude. Uh, uh, nah, dude. For you, nah. you are my guy. There's a reason why everyone loves you, my dude. It's because uh, you're great energy. You do a great job. You produce a great product, dude.
0: Hey, appreciate it. And Alexander Wilson, one last one. Thank you again for the super chat, brother uh, Snyder and RG three messed up that coaching yeah. staff. And it's true. Remember when RG 3s dad said that LaFleur wasn't good enough to coach his son. Uh, yeah, I do not it, remember that. I don't remember that part. I have to look that up. If that's true, that's, I I think they went into that. There was a rumor that they went into uh, Shanahan's office and said they need to change the playbook. Yeah, yeah, I knew that, but I
1: didn't. I didn't know that he said that specifically to Lafleur. Mm -hmm. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. uh, Let's see here. Um, Did we? Did you all talk about Washington need to run the ball twenty-five times or more a game? What's going on here? Yeah. Yeah, we did mention. We did mention. Kyle did mention that um, with the four tight end sets.
1: Yeah, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is at his best mm-hmm. if he's running off of play action rather than having an all-out air arsenal of an assault because there he's going to have the, the mistakes. Mm-hmm. If you give him the easy throws with the play action, with the linebackers jumping up the line of scrimmage, the easy throwing lanes are there. He's going to be at his best because of his vet experience and comfortability with the offense given with uh,
0: the weapons that he has on the outside. That's right. Uh let's see here. Uh as soon as Deshaun that's that's right, y'all. Asan, what's up, man? I didn't see you right there. So I appreciate you stopping. Yo, by. nipple twist. Yeah, just get those twists out. But, yeah, as always, y'all, go check them out. Go check out the Burgundy Zone. We got a lot of things going on. Also, don't forget gold for uh, Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. We're going to do that big stream on October, October, September 28th against Buffalo here. So, as always, y'all, I'm Sanchez405. Make sure you slap a table once in a while. Keep that same energy. We'll outlast the bastards in the NFC East together. And I'm sanchez 405. Love, peace, and hail. Till the next time. Guess what, y'all? We out.